0: Welcome back to the program. I'm Rabina Ahmed Hawk, and this is On Point. Housing has been the dominating news story since the pandemic started. Uh, first we had ultra-low interest rates that really spurred house prices. Uh, we've seen prices come up about 46% on average since the beginning of the pandemic till now. Uh, we're seeing prices now cool because of those interest rates coming down. And so the cost of housing has really dominated uh, the headlines. And uh, we just talked about it before uh, the the news break there with uh, with Glenn, how many young people are having, uh, now they're having something called FOOP, F-O-O-P, fear of overpaying. So even though the housing market is cooling, they're still worried that getting in now might mean they overpay for a home that they could buy for less, maybe six months down the road when interest rates continue to go up, which is what the expectation is. But there's another Uh, part of this story that I don't think we're talking enough about. We're hearing now that 800,000 homes in Canada are housing more people than they are suited for. So say it's a two-bedroom apartment and you have eight people living there, or it's a three-bedroom house and you have more than what should be really in that home living there. When you think of a three-bedroom house, you might think a family of four. What if it was a family... Uh, two families of four, you know, sharing all the facilities, sharing the cost of the mortgage, uh, really speaking to the fact that housing has become so expensive that people are finding smaller and smaller ways to live and uh, really denser ways to live, too, by maybe uh, sharing the expensive expenses rather with more people. Someone who knows more about real estate than I could ever know is Romana King. She's Finder's senior finance editor. Finder is a company that helps you compare financial products uh, to see where you can get the best deal. And she's also a real estate expert. Romana, welcome to the program.
1: It's great to be here, Rabina. Thank you.
0: What's your reaction to this story that uh, a lot of uh, 800,000 homes uh, are now what they call uh, there's too many people or unsuitable for the number of people that actually live there? What's your reaction to that?
1: Uh, Can I say big sigh? I mean, it is a big sigh just because I don't think this is surprising to most people that look at the sort of trends that we've been looking at over the last few decades, we know that Canada's population continues to grow with immigration. There was a bit of a blip with the COVID uh, pandemic and and everything sort of ground our halt, both economically, health-wise, as well as immigration. But for the most part, in the last few decades, we have tried to grow our economy through uh, immigration and tried to build up our economy through investments, uh, through our you know domestic workers and just just you know getting people into the into the market and. Unfortunately, although we've had a lot of building in the last decade or so, it's not enough. We have not kept up to the demand of housing. And as a result, um, you know, we've seen actually a push or, or increase in pricing in the last few few years, in the last decade, on housing prices because of that. And so I'm not surprised that people are, as they've watched housing prices go up, they're also trying to find ways to accommodate that by squeezing into smaller spaces or moving further out from, from City core.
0: And these are numbers uh, out from Statistics Canada, so it's not some uh, you know survey that was done. It's it's official numbers from StatsCan uh, that look at homes and, and the situation of home ownership, and they are finding that more people are living under one roof. Uh, because of all the things that we've talked about, the, the fact that housing is so expensive, uh, especially out West, and now they're saying in BC, for example, it's the most unaffordable oh, unaffordable province to live in uh, because of the cost of housing. And that's a similar story in Toronto around the GTA, where a detached home in Toronto is going for well above $1.8, $1.9 million. That's an unsurmountable amount for most young families. <laughs> Um, what does this, what does, what signal does this send us for the kind of housing market we are now living in? Is this, are we going to be like a New York, especially the big cities in, in Canada, like a New York or a London, England where, you know, we live in smaller spaces with more people because it's just so unaffordable to buy anything bigger?
1: Absolutely. I think that we've been moving in that direction for quite a while. And I've I've actually talked about how, certain cities like Toronto or Vancouver or other areas, where you see the large bulk of, of the people moving towards city court in order to get those high high-paying jobs, these are cities that are, that are going to have to examine densification. They're going to have to examine, you know, their building and their, their zoning laws, and decide whether or not they want to, you know, ease the burden of housing and start making and, and implementing solutions or not. You made a really good point. StatsCan does do these official numbers, and that's a really powerful statement because it's looking at across Canada um, all the the same metrics, and they're they're trying to assess based on the same criteria. But there's one thing that we forget is that Stats Canada is often, you know, behind the times. They often are lagging. So what we're seeing when we're seeing this in a shortfall in housing uh, from Stats Canada is we're not actually capturing this year or even last year where we've had an exponential increase in the number of people that are facing higher housing costs, higher living costs because of inflation. So it, I think that this is a problem, and I think that cities, provinces, and the federal government needs to look at. Not just housing affordability in terms of the cost of houses, but housing affordability in terms of access, in terms of uh, planning and zoning, building, uh, purpose-built rentals. Are we actually you know, taking into consideration rent- people that want to rent forever and the stability and security of renting forever?
0: Yeah, um, it's real. That, that's a really good point that you make. This is the 2021 Canadian Housing Survey. It looks at uh, the situation of housing between 2011 and 2021 and how much it has changed. For example, it's, it's showing that currently in 2021, 66.5 uh, the home ownership rate, how many people actually own a home in Canada, was 66.5, and that household spending of 30 percent or more of income on shelter was 20.9 percent in in uh, 2021. So these are just, these are a lot of numbers and sometimes they, we can get bogged down in them, but it, it does, you know, we, we it is important to know that we don't have a snapshot of the last year, which has been one of the most interesting years in real estate with the market peaking in February and now with it cooling so dramatically uh, in the fall. Um, I, I know that you don't give uh, individual advice to, 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 to first-time <laughs> homebuyers, but if you were a first-time homebuyer, Romana, what, 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 what would you be doing right now uh, to get into the, the market? What, what kind of strategy would you be using?
1: I'm, I'm such a broken record, Rubina. <laughs> I mean, my strategies are, are the same, whether it's a high price market or a market that's falling. And that's really, you shouldn't be ba- uh, buying based on the market. It's speculation. I mean, if I was to wait six months because I wanted to see where the market prices were going, I'm speculating on what's happening. I will say that if you are in the market and you want to wait because you think that you can afford a price increase. Or afford higher prices because of uh, interest rates, but you can save up more money, then by all means wait but if you 're in the market and, and you 've made those decisions because you have stability of life, which means you want to set down roots you're buying a, a home for a long term investment long term plan then it 's a good idea to buy on your budget it's basically just make sure you don 't buy too much home you can afford that 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 monthly payment not just now but five years from now when rents you know rates could potentially be as high or even higher. So my advice for for anyone buying a home is to, as hard as it is, try and tune out the noise, but at the same time, make the best decisions based on the noise. You know, we want to make the best decisions. We want to get the best rate. Comparison shop your, your mortgage rate the hardest you possibly can. The lower your rate, the cheaper your housing costs. And if at all possible, take advantage of prepayment privileges. Double down on your mortgage payments. Try and get that debt down.
0: That is some good sage advice, uh, Romana, and if, <laughs> if anybody wants to read more about what Romana has to say, you can buy her book, House Poor No More, Nine Steps That Grow the Value of Your Home and Net Worth. Romana King, thank you so much. Such a pleasure always to talk to you, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Rabina. That's Romana King. She's Finder's senior finance editor and a real estate expert. Uh, talking about some new data out today from StatsCan uh, that says more than eight 100,000 homes in Canada have an unsuitable number of people living there. So uh, more people living there than that home normally would would house. And so that really speaks to the lengths that many Canadians are going to uh, to afford a home, uh, whether it's buying a home that's too small for their family or doubling up with another family so they can uh, split the payments and actually uh, afford uh, to buy the home that they are living in, just splitting it with somebody else. I'm Rabina Ahmed Huck. And this is On Point.